fun pocket. Alrighty, welcome to season two, episode nine of the Bodie Bros. I am John with a J, Maniac. And I am Bhakti Ray. And what we got today? Jesse James, <laughs> front to back, and this thing called rap. Maniac, Brainiac, this is the game. I'm the lyrical Jesse James. I got the power, or do I? I don't know, but this week's episode is about, Ray, take it away. Taking back your personal power. Taking it back. Take it back. I want it back, I'm reclaiming. Quit being a doormat, quit being stepped on. (laughs) This is is exciting for me, Ray, because you know, every week you pick the title, you pick the topic. Well, I mean, we, we, we collaborate on the title. You pick the topic. Um, and it always, as we've shared offline and online a few times, uh, it's very in, in sync with uh, um, what's, what's happening in our lives. So, and, and if it's not, when we introduce the topic, it quickly is thereafter or, or you know, during the week leading up. And so for me personally, you know, I, this, this isn't a topic, you know, this is a topic that maybe one time I could, I feel like I could speak really well on and, and how I took back the power in my life. And, and I hope as, as this broadcast goes on today and you illuminate all of us with, um, you know, what, what you've reflected upon in meditation and otherwise that I can, I can grab some stories, um, of instances in the past where I've been able to personally do that. Cause right now, presently, Ray, I'm very excited about the subject because I'm in a position where I, I feel very just powerless, you know, been yeah. very depressed, very despair, dark, just, just, just stagnation. And like, when you, when you suggested a topic, I was like, okay, let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about that. And then it turned into, yeah, you know what? Let's talk about that. So Ray, take it away. Let's talk about reclaiming your power because I personally want to need to desperately yearn to do right. that myself. Well, I think it's normal for a lot of us to be feeling this way right now with everything going on. And a lot of people are feeling, experiencing isolation, you know, with quarantine and maybe not be able to, you know, see their families, their friends and their loved ones. and wearing mask and i think a lot of people are feeling a loss of connection right now on top of already having these feelings of you know powerlessness that they may already have had prior so i think that's what really a lot of it comes down to is you know realizing or wondering why you gave your power up to begin with you know tracing that back is why and i think sometimes what happens is you get a point in your life where you you know, you may feel drained, you may feel depressed, might not think much of yourself. And you're thinking like, you know, maybe you have, you know, repetitive cycles and relationships where it's just not working out and you can't figure you know, that you realize, you come to realize like, you know, I need to take my power back. Maybe you don't realize, maybe you don't think you have any power, you know, and that, that, that could be a problem too, and which you do, everybody does. Everybody has their, their personal power. It's your energy, it's what you, you're putting your attention in. So I, you know, the big thing is just to, you know, come back and ask yourself, well, what, what made me give my power away to begin with? You know, and usually that's, you know, something from our childhood, um, you know, it could be a relationship with a parent, um, 
you know, childhood trauma, maybe your needs weren't validated, or maybe you did get that acceptance. Um, you know, maybe your parents, you had to be a certain way, you had to suppress your own needs for that of your, you know, your caretaker, your, you know, like that. So you've got that validation, that approval by assuming some sort of role as a caretaker, maybe in a family or whatever else. What do you think would be some examples of why a family what do I think would be some? Yeah, like what, like what, what do you think would be some like traumas or some like, um, some examples of like childhood trauma that would make this you is, This is a very good question. Can, can we make this question number two? Because I have one that, that may help us explore this question that you've proposed a little more deeply. And that is, can we, at the very basic level, break down what personal power is, what it means to you today in this conversation? Like, what, what have I given up? What, what is this power that you speak of? What does that, what does that mean? If you're explaining it to like a five-year-old or a six-year-old, like, cause that's how, that's how I feel right now. <laughs> I would say, I would just say, basically it's your energy. It's your focus. It's your energy that your energy could be physical, could be mental, um, you know, if you're always being, your attention's always drawn there. A lot of it goes by, I think, by how you feel your feelings, which I was going to get into like later on and just how you feel. Do you feel drained around certain people, certain situations? Um, so is it, is it also like, you know, my ability to create, uh, oh, the, yeah. the light. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so definitely. it's, it's, it's that strength. It's, to be my my ability to connect my ability to um um love myself and be loved so it's all those things it's 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 energy and all of those manifestations then right that's good that, that's that's your that's so that's how you would define personal power um and if one's feeling like maybe i am presently which is powerless or in a state of despair depression just uh, stagnation stuckness whatever um, I've, I've, I've apparently I've given up my power either to somewhere or someone, or I've suppressed it. Um, and I haven't necessarily given it to someone, but I've, I've, cause you said it's always in you. So I've, I've found a way to either channel my power in, in a way where it's draining me and not, you know, uh, enriching or in, in, you know, lifting my life up and, enjoyable ways or beneficial ways and or i've found a way to really just shut it off like within me yeah okay so your question then is in what ways like in a childhood traumatic environment may have this initially manifested yeah like what do you think would be some examples of like what would oh i think things like you know your parents saying things like you know, maybe like money doesn't grow on trees, um, you know, like um, maybe, uh, oh, oh, the, I think the dream dashing, um, ridiculing words of emotional abuse are, are really tough. Like, yeah. don't you know the odds of becoming, you know, a, a successful actor or a baseball player and you should have a, a, a plan to, to be more responsible and do something more, um, what's the word? <laughs> um, more, 
Yes, that's the more practical. Um, and yeah, those diminishing, um, I call them life sentences <laughs> um, because those can be very defeating and very, very heavy of a burden to carry around with you as a child and then into adulthood. And you're like, you know what? That's bullshit. I can't take this anvil of this trauma and you lift it off your shoulders and you throw it aside and you're like, I can be an actor. But those are just words because <laughs> you still carry with you that entire lifetime. We'll call it like you're 25 years old and you're like, you know what? You mom, you dad, I'm going to become an actor. This rat race life, this corporate life that you like made me believe that I needed to have is not working for me. I'm going to chase my dream. But I don't know if it's that easy <laughs> to just say, I'm going to do it. Because I think there's, you know, I think you have to address genuinely, deeply, um, and over a period of time that wound before it just heals. I don't think it's an overnight quick fix type of thing. But uh, that's my short answer to, you know, your, your question. I think there's probably many, many, many other. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Instances definitely. where, do any pop into mind for you, whether they're personal or just generally speaking? where a parent can take away a child's power. Yeah, and then growing up, you know, you may feel powerless to go after something that you want to pursue in terms of a career or um, any kind of goal. Um, and even in, I think, even, you know, definitely in relationships, you know, someone who doesn't, who's lacking that, that personal power in relationships, a lot of times you get what's called like the nice guy syndrome and you end up being the nice guy and you end up, you know, trying to do all this stuff to please a partner because you're wanting that validation that you didn't get. And that's how it, it kind of carries over. So you're always giving, giving, and you think somehow in your mind, you think I'm giving this, I'm going to get, I'm going to get back. And it usually doesn't work that way in a relationship because it's not really authentic. It's not very genuine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being, that's a good thing to be nice and give gifts and give compliments. And I'm not saying don't do that, but you're doing it not because you're doing it because you want something back that you can't get. And then you end up being this nice guy, you know, being kind of, and it's not, you know, a woman doesn't really like that. A woman doesn't really appreciate that. You may come off as weak. You may come off as um, beta and, you know, it's not, a, it's not a turn on when a guy's like that. You need some sort of like, you need like a healthy conflict. You need sort of like this healthy sort of conflict, I think, in a relationship for it to work. And a lot of times someone who doesn't have that power, that's that powerlessness, doesn't is afraid of conflict. Is afraid to say is afraid to say like no or afraid to maybe like take charge and be like, you know what? I think we should do this tonight. Instead, you know, somebody who is a powerlessness is always gonna be like, Well, what do you wanna do? Do you wanna do this? Or you know, Whatever you want to do is fine with me. You know, you right. make it kind of in that in a relationship. Right. And eventually, you know, you're going to get taken advantage of. And usually somebody in the situation, you're that much power, you know, lack of power. I believe eventually you'll stumble upon someone who's a narcissist. And that's what you'll attract. If somebody, you're so easy giving away your power, someone's going to see that and be like, oh, okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to keep, you know, I'm going to keep, you know, drinking from this well till it goes dry. Mm. 
and a lot of times that could be the the spark or whatever the insight to give you the insight that hey you know something needs to change you know i'm this and is managing me <laughs> isn't isn't as far as um what we are becoming to understand of the law of attraction and mirroring wouldn't that narcissist be the a, a severely suppressed aspect of ourselves um right and so that's why we because we're not we're not taking care of ourselves. We're not filling ourselves up. We're totally just giving, 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 giving for whatever reason. So then we attract that narcissist that says like that we've denied inside of us. And it pops up at your front door. Like, Hey, I'll, I'll take everything you've got to give. And you're like, why am I attracting this type of person in my life? It's almost, like, it's almost like the opposite side of coin. You're like, want to give and give, give in order to get something. And they're like, take, 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 take. Right it's like it's speeding them and you're hoping that giving is going to like lead to receiving <laughs> and they're taking thinking like okay well i don't need to give i'm just, why would i give because <laughs> i could just i don't need it i don't need to do anything this person's just handing what it maybe whatever i want hmm. very interesting path to explore there you know it's also just thinking that parents take away kids power severely when it comes to um, making choices um, in general terms, just allowing kids to make decisions, allowing, giving kids options, uh, specifically when it comes to food. And if, if a certain food or a food group or whatever is repulsed by the child, maybe they know something you don't know, you know, maybe, you know, it hits their very, you know, um, yeah. um, their, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, innocent lips and their taste buds that instantly identify whatever you're trying to put in them as no, this isn't good for me. Like, no, 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 no. no. With, um, McDonald's hamburgers. <laughs> really? So I didn't like, I didn't like meat really much at all growing up except like chicken, maybe Turkey. Yeah. And so whenever we go out to eat, I'm like, this is a trauma thing that I had to heal. And when we wow. go out, you know, I had to get like stuff that was, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll freeze from time to time, but we could always, we could always so, hear you. So anyways, my parents didn't like always having to get me the chicken option or something like that in McDonald's because it was more expensive. So oh, wow. Their idea was like to get me, my dad would try to get me to like hamburgers. Oh. He kept buying me hamburger and, but. Even then, I, I think if you gave me a cheeseburger with like ketchup, you know, like that, I may have liked it because I, I like cheese, I like burgers now, but I don't like it. But he would give me a plain burger and I would just sit there in tears and I would like try to try to like just eat this and I would just take bites of it and it'd be cold and it would just be like just a plain burger on there and I'd just be like just miserable, just miserable. And it'd just be, and he, he would do this about like once a month, once every two, couple months and just he tried this and just tried to get me like hamburgers and it was just like you know like dude like you know it's like ray <laughs> these are 49 cents ray you need to like the fucking hamburgers <laughs> yeah exactly and it was which i i have a very interestingly similar but very different in the same breath um meat experience now you you eat you love burgers now wow love is a strong word but <laughs> you like you like a good burger yeah, I like a good burger. Right. Yeah, so it's I, not like, just just to be clear, like you know, as we're sharing this, that that what you weren't pushing that away in that moment because you you had this childhood 
need to be vegan or something like that. Like you're like meat is bad, but it was the McDonald's meat specifically that you I just. I, I, don't, I don't eat McDonald's burgers at all, but like, you know, like a nice restaurant, they have like a burger, like a, right. you know, like a bar, you know, like, like, like bar burgers, kind of like that, you know? And I think there's a big difference there too, man. Cause, cause for me, like I didn't become vegan because, you know, of some, you know, deep spiritual or uh, animal compassionate reason. Mine was a health reason. Right. And, you know, as I became more and more sensitive to foods, I still have suspicions um, that it wasn't necessarily meat in general that was hurting me. It was the types of meat from the places that I got certain meats, what was injected into the meats, how were these particular chickens raised on steroids, antibiotics or whatever. So what unnatural thing was forced upon um, this source of nourishment for me that when tr attempted to be translated in my body, my body was like, does not calculate gout, inflammation, whatever. So if, can I say if I were to eat, you know, meat from a, a very organic, sustainable source of some kind, whether it's fish, chicken, beef, whatever, would, would I have um, a physical effects anymore? I don't necessarily know if that's the case, man. I, I, I really, maybe it wouldn't be as severe, maybe not at all. Uh, I'm, I'm really not willing nor have the desire to. Digestive system, you know, not eating meat and going and eating that. I don't know. Maybe like a shock initially. What's that? I'm saying it might be a shock to your digestive system though. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, that's the other thing too, because it's been so long. If I did try something, I may have initial effects of like, okay, I can't eat this, but that could just be my body readjusting. Absolutely. Um, but I'm not really called to to walk back down that path, at least now. And I'm doing just fine after yeah. being being on the vegan thing for a few years. Um, but yeah, to your to your childhood thing, I now my I have a nightmare fucking situation where I'm sitting at a table and my parents had bought filet mignon. And we were very poor family. And so like this was a special thing or whatever but ray as a kid man i just when it came to meat and like just if i saw any little trace of fats any little thread it would just fuck me up man yeah i couldn't I, I do it for... my whole body would just shut down like i can't put it in my mouth can't put it in my mouth and i'm sitting at this table gagging and they're, they're like and i mean like they're coming at me like it's fucking filet mignon. Do you know how expensive this is? And I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I put it, put it in your mouth. Like yelling like a, an insane football coach. Like, you know, right. beat that fucking steak into the ground and stuff it in your mouth. Like it was, this is like, this is what was happening at my dining room table, right? And so I'm putting it in my mouth and I'm throwing, and that, now, now I'm being told, you can't leave the table until you finish this steak. Do you know how hard we had to work to put this steak on the table? I was like, what, what are you talking about taking your power? Like, I, just, I, I can't, I'm going to throw, I'm like, my body doesn't want it. I can't do it. I'm sure you spent a lot of money on this really crappy piece of filet mignon, by the way. It wasn't, now what I know about filet mignon versus then, there shouldn't have been any fat in the freaking filet mignon that I could have discerned from the naked eye, right? Right. So anywho, anywho, yeah, talk about, 
Yeah, I'm sure other kids have had similar nightmare experiences with their parents yelling at yeah. them. Yeah, I think this is sort of a common thing growing up, or at least we've always gotten made to eat something that we didn't want to eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and that I think that takes your power. I think in that instance, you know, when that happens nowadays with a child, maybe we can meet them with some questions, you know, like versus accusations and pressures, like why why are you struggling with this, you know, like what. Why, why is this making you so sad? And why don't you want to eat it? And yeah. I mean, it's, it's compassion. Food. Yeah, it's food, man. And if we're going to scar kids around food and stuff and pressure kids around food, that's going to stumble into a really unhealthy, uh, unempowering adulthood where we have very unhealthy habits and relationships with food. Uh, I can personally tell you in the roller coaster of up and down, weight loss and gain and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, yeah we well, had a little bit of a tangent there, but I think it was important yeah. so, to explore. So let's, let's, let's talk about some things that we could do to reclaim our power. Yes, I want to take my power back, Ray. So I think one thing is like I, kind of, I kind of said before um, is being mindful of how you feel around people, certain people, certain places, you know, family members, friends. Do you feel drained, you know, when, you, when you're with someplace or – you're with a, you know, a friend, um, you know, cause sometimes it's, it's normal that way for a family like that. You know, how, how do you feel or going to a certain place? Just be very mindful. Oh my gosh. We lost Ray's audio. We lost your audio. Check, check, check. Mike, we lost Ray. Ray was saying, um, we need to be very mindful when we're out, um, with friends and family and um, just kind of biding time here until Ray pops right. back on. There he is. Okay. So we're out and about with friends and or family, yeah. being mindful. You have that friend who's always like, everything has to be on their term, where we go out, what time we get together, um, you drive, I'm not going to drive type of thing. And, you know, so it's being mindful of who you're with and who you're hanging around and you know the places and people that, you, that that take away your energy. I don't know if you have anything to add to that. Oh, I, I didn't know if you if you had anything to add to it too. It was just a, a healthy little pause there. Um, so, what you're saying is is if you don't want to be somewhere, don't be somewhere. Yeah, just be be you know just be mindful of how you feel around certain people because sometimes you may not even be aware of that like you know you may just be come home and just be like man i'm just like drained and oh and it was, it was because you were on the phone you maybe you have you feel like you have an obligation towards that person to be there for them or to listen to them and it's just it's just draining you it's just taking that away or this person has you know certain one certain things from you hey can you come over? you know they know you're coming over and it's Hey, can you bring something to eat for us? Or can you bring something to drink? Or, or you go over to their place and it's like, right. Hey, can you help me with this? Can you help me move this? Or can you help me fix this? Or, you know, it's always just, there's always kind of a strings right. attached and it's. Why? So being mindful of the relationship, maybe asking the question, why do I want to go hang out with this person? Right. Why, why do I really want to? Cause, cause I don't. So what, what is the reason why I feel compelled, pressured, whatever, to show up for this person? Do I feel like I'm being a good, a good guy? 
um, and, and I'm doing my community service of the day to show up for this person or like what, you know, what is the real reason why I'm saying yes to something that I really strongly feel a no toward? Yeah. And that's kind of hard too, is people who are people pleasers, people who have feel lack of power, you know, start saying no, learn to say no, right. do what's right for you. And, um, you know, it comes back to loving yourself. Sometimes you have to put yourself first, which is hard for some people to do because some, you know, sometimes we're raised or some of us who are spiritual, we're told that, you know, you put other people first and it's love other people. And that's kind of looked upon as, you know, a positive characteristic to put other people first and not out, not so much, not so much. So learning to say no, when you say no to others or you're saying no to this, you're saying yes to yourself. And I would take it a step further too. Um, and most people won't do this because this is very uncomfortable. Um, and I've, I've certainly haven't um, been the pillar example of this in my relationships, but I yearn um, uh, to, to reach this level of authenticity, if you will. And that's telling people, because because I have experienced it from the other side. I've, I've, had, I've had someone show up and say like, hey, like this is what I need from you or this is not what I'm getting from you. And like, and so my challenge to, to, to all of you out there is when you do say no to someone, don't make up some bullshit don't you know don't say oh you know but and start ghosting people or anything like that but give them the real reason and that what that wonderful gift of truth does albeit it may hurt at first but you know what they say about the truth um but it, it will set you free if you allow it so you're you're, tell, you're not hurting that person you're not being a dick about it but you're genuinely sharing with them why it's a no for you and maybe you're like, like, listen, in this friendship, I feel that I'm not getting this from you, right? Or, or you're, you're giving me this and I can't handle that for this reason or these reasons, whether it's physical, personal, or whatever it may be. And th there, there's a myriad of, of branches that this can take in this, this specific conversation. But the challenge it would be to... I think as you're reclaiming your power is you're not only saying no, but you're giving that person the opportunity to grow with you as a friend. And again, you're not being a dick. You know, you're not saying, look, man, I don't want to hang out with you because you're a greedy bastard, you know, or like you're, you're not being vindictive about it. You're not right. Right. You're fi You're finding what, as you, as you said, your challenge was to be mindful. And as you mindfully become aware of why do I not want to, allow this person to suck this energy from me or go to a place or a gathering where I feel it, blah, blah. You're sharing with this group of friends or the specific family member or person why it doesn't work for you. So you're giving them this really beautiful gift of authenticity. And you're saying like, I could show up and be fake, but we're going to keep going through this cycle and you're not going to have a real friend by your side. You're not going to have someone that's showing up, that's feeling good about being with you. I'm putting on a fucking show, man. So like, you know what I mean? I think it's yeah. not just empowering for you, but it can be maybe again, painfully or eventually 
empowering for your friend, family member, or group of people, so, 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 because you have, you have shared that expression of who you really are, what you really need. And we don't do that enough as humans. I feel like if we do that more and more, man, our relationships are going to blossom. They're going to blow up because people are going to be hurting stuff and not understand where this crazy John's coming from. All of a sudden he has feelings and he doesn't think what I'm doing or how I'm showing up is good enough for him. That's not it. That's just saying like, at this point in my life, this is what I need. I'm not getting this from you. I would really love if you have the space and the desire to provide this, then let's dance. If not, we can say we've had a nice run together and find other people and places to plug into. Right? Yeah. I think sometimes we're afraid of like losing people in our lives. And, you know, we, we're afraid of being authentic and speak out because we're like, well, what if that person doesn't want to, you know, see me anymore? Or what if that person, you know, I've been friends with that person for years and I don't want to like lose that friendship or, you know, whatever it is. But, you know, do you really want to be in a friendship or any kind of relationship that's where you can't be yourself in, you know? Yeah, I think the hardest thing probably too is, you know, I think that phrase, I, I just, I don't want to hurt their feelings comes yeah. up. I don't, I don't want to hurt their feelings. They're, they're a really sweet person. And this doesn't say that these people that you're saying no to are just horrible people or just like, that's not the case at all. It's, it, it could be the simplest of simple things that just, it's not matching up with what you need in your life and, and what you want to spend your time in an empowering way. Yeah. So it's like when you like that power, it's almost if you're, you're, you're afraid to be the bad guy in a way. And it's not really being, a, like you said, it's not really being a bad guy. You're not telling them that stuff to hurt them or be cruel. You just have to say it because it's, it's how you feel. And I mean, like how you said that good point, it could lead to their growth down the line because maybe it's something that they're not seeing in themselves. Maybe they are being controlling or whatever. And now you're, you're pointing it out to them and maybe they weren't really all that aware to it. And now they have something that they can work on themselves. So it's, so if you look at it that way, they may help somebody from, you know, that you're really helping them by telling them the truth that can help really help somebody who's stuck being in that nice guy role and who's afraid to speak up because he said like, you know, I might hurt their feelings or hurt them. You're really helping them. You're not being the bad guy. You're actually being what they need. Right. I mean, one of my greatest teachers, Ray, has been my daughter and she'll flat out tell me and she, and I'm sure in some instances it's been difficult for her. In fact, she's told me it's been difficult. Like I didn't want to tell you, I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to hurt your feelings but, and then the but is like, I haven't wanted to like hang out with you lately or I haven't really been answering your texts because it makes me very anxious when you talk about these things or, or when you suggest that, you know, maybe I, I should start experimenting with these certain practices or whatever when it comes to like clean living or healthy eating and stuff like that. And so the things that I learned that were helping save my life, I wanted to share with her. But she wasn't in a place or space to be open to receiving that. In fact, all it did was make more stress in her life and, and hurt her even more deeply, physically and emotionally. This material that I was passionately wanting to hang out with her and, and like, man, like I'm going to help save my daughter's life before she has to go through the hell I did. Right. Right. Well, she had the courage to tell me, like, 
yeah, I don't need you to show up for me in that way. In fact, when, when you do, it doesn't make me want to hang out with you. It drains my energy. It takes away my power. So wow. did it, did it hurt? Yes. Of course you want your baby girl to like, she was always daddy's girl and that she doesn't want to even like hang out with me, but yeah. it was empowering because it made me self reflect made me like, okay, she's sharing with me what she needs for me, what she wants. And, and that's an authentic expression of the need of a daughter from a father. Like, I can't ask for, like, how could I be upset? Like, that's a beautiful gift. She's telling me how I could be closer to her. Now, do, do I want to show up and go, oh, you're crazy and this and that, you should blah, 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 blah. That would just push her even more away. So I have to sit back and go, take a breath, Ray, and say, of course I want to be closer to my daughter. So I need to really spend some time thinking, why am I like this with her? my God, I'm probably like this with other people. Like, oh shit, this is a huge opportunity to grow here. And so that I can connect more deeply, not just with her, but myself and in turn other people. Yeah, so she gave you a gift, really. Yeah, and this is what I'm talking about, folks. Yeah. You know, it's not always gonna happen, daddy to daughter, son to mother, you know, cousin to uncle, whatever, but it's every relationship and it's, 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 it's difficult and it takes courage, but if you can take the breath and share it and at the same time be the one to take the breath and accept it, it's transformative. Yeah, it kind of goes back to the whole thing. Like, you know, everybody could be a teacher. Everybody is a teacher, you know, and like that your daughter was the one teaching you with that, that lesson. Yeah, it's funny. My partner says when we got the cats, she would say things like, are these cats, we got, they're a pair of sisters. She's like, are they going to be your greatest teachers? And I'm like, yeah, the cats are going to be my greatest teachers, right? Those two have taught me so much because I, she kept saying it. Like when they would do something silly or they would look at us in a certain way or something, or we'd have a conversation because of them. And I'm like, are these two cats becoming my greatest teachers? Like they don't even say anything, but yeah, man, if you're open to it, right. The universe speaks to you in many magical and delightful ways, man. And, and, and yeah, I thank her for, for turning the lock, the key in that lock to, to that very much. Not that I, I, I never learned anything from animals or the presence of animal signs, <laughs> gifted from the universe via the means of animals but two domesticated cats in your house what are they going to teach me how to better clean the litter box you know what you know cat food they really like oh there, there's some profound wisdom there if you're open to it just saying folks but let's talk about empowering ourselves right because i still don't feel empowered the other thing i wrote down is um be aware of what you watch and what you listen to tv music you know, are you listening to music that's negative, that's about hate? And are you watching TV shows that are, I mean, there's nothing wrong with wrong, watching, you know, I guess a violent movie here and there. But I mean, are you watching it? Are you repetitively watching things that are just draining? I mean, so for some people, that could be the news, you know, depressing, listening to depressing music. Um, it's just something to be mindful of. Yeah. Maybe a change. Teal, Teal Swan says something really cool about that. She, she, she brought up the thought, and I'll always carry this with me, although I don't always practice it, but it's, it's a very gentle and healthy reminder that I will share via her. Um, 
And that is whatever we watch, whatever we click as far as like, um, and, and energetically spend any amount of time turning on, right? Or tuning into is a vote for the type of world and life we want to create. Right. So this could be like on Facebook, it could be, you know, whatever it is, it's, if you're just always getting, watching all this stuff that's conflict and just getting caught up in this stuff and getting, you know, in these arguments, it's, is it really, is it really helping you? Right. And, and do you want, do you want more of that in your life? Do you want more like, you know, scary movie stuff in your life? I'm not, I'm not condemning this, you know, horror movies and stuff like right. that. People love what you love, but you know, I think when you're talking about energy and empowerment, what, yeah, it's, it's very, I think, I think things like that, if you like a certain genre or something, maybe in, in small doses is fine because you, you take, you, you are getting a certain energy of enjoyment from it for whatever reason you like that particular, like I said, not condemning horror movies or anything, but like, but to put too much into it or too often, then what, what does that translate to that? So that, so that makes sense what you're saying. Yeah. It's kind of like, what are you, what are you really attracted to in that? Let's say if you're watching a horror movies and you're always in the horror movies, you may just like horror movies. And I think like this one kind of, just, it just kind of goes along with everything else. Yeah. I mean, if you're always, if you're always depressed and you feel that you're lacking personal power and you're always watching, you know, horror movies, slasher movies or violent movies, and you're always engaged in like, conflict and arguments online right. you know this kind of just kind of goes to something just to be aware of and be like okay what's important you know is your peace how important is peace to you and mm. you know maybe making some changes and trying to maybe listen to something that's more uplifting or maybe staying away from your cell phone on twitter or right. facebook and so look if you have a balance in your life where you're playing shoot them up video games and watching horror movies and 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 going into the chat rooms to to talk about the uh political uh, mud pool of our society and you're enjoying your life and you feel empowered by all means keep on doing it. but what we're talking about today is if you're doing those things and you're not happy with the results of your life and you feel disempowered then it's time to address those individual things Right. And be very mindful when you're showing up for those experiences as to why I'm here, how much time I'm putting in here, how does it really make me feel, and and what is the what is the uh, the, the the magnetic pull for this particular experience in me, uh, in in a perpetual nature? Like why do I keep showing up to this chat room to talk about this sludge? Why why do I keep logging into this video game to machine gun shoot up the world? Um, if you're going through a period of time, maybe much like I am, where you feel disempowered. Ray, help me get empowered. <laughs> All right. So another thing to no pressure is to uh, watch your words. Watch your words. Watch your words. You know, like a lot of times what I used to do is I used to say when I didn't love myself, I would use a lot of self-depreciating um, humor about myself. I put myself mm. out. And I was, it'd be funny. I would get a reaction, people laugh. And I still do every once in a while, but I notice that I don't do that anymore. And I notice, like, if I look at things like there are. 
No, 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 no. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? Come on, technology. Guys, I'll take this opportunity, ladies, gentlemen, folks from all around the world. If you'd like to support the Bodie Bros and help us get better technology so we don't have these periods of raise back, please um, make your donations, find ways to message us. Uh, we could PayPal, we could Venmo. I think through Anchor, you can make donations. We need support to help get better technology. Ray, welcome back. What were you saying? <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, watch your words. Like I used to look at yes. a lot of like, even like I would look at like, used to look at like memes and stuff like that, that were like negative. Like, you know, there's a lot now about like 2020s, a, you know, crap year and stuff like that. Or, and like I noticed like a lot of times the stuff like that, I, I would turn, now I don't even click on that kind of stuff. I don't want, I don't even want to look at, it. I don't even want to read that now, but but even though going back to your own words and how you express yourself, are you expressing yourself as a victim to people? Are you, are you putting yourself down? Um, are you talking to people as if they're on a pedestal? Because, um, you know, when you put people on a pedestal, you're putting yourself down. So what if you down. find, let's, let's take a specific example. Maybe you can help me through this. So what if you find yourself just frequently, relentlessly, when you're getting ready for your shower or whatever, and you walk by the mirror and you say, oh God, I'm so fat. I am so fat. Like, fuck, I hate this. I'm fat. I feel like, and sometimes my partner will hear me and she'll, she'll say, you know, like, oh, don't, you know, don't, don't talk about yourself that way. Like, and I'm like, but I'm fat. <laughs> And I hate it. Like, that's my truth. My truth is I'm fat and I hate it. But that's disempowering. And that's not really watching my words, is it, Ray? No. What can you, I, what can I do when that, when that real emotion comes up for me, though? And I, I pass by the mirror tonight when I go take my shower. And I'm, and I'm about to say and feel, God, I'm fat. What, what do I meet that moment with? Compassion. Love. And you say that, like, yeah, you know what? Maybe, you know, you acknowledge that feeling. You don't resist it. You acknowledge it. Man, I'm a, you need, maybe you say, you know what? I'm not where I want to be right now. But you know what, though? I'll get there. You know, meet it, meet it with positivity. Meet it with love. You know, don't, don't, re, don't reject, don't resist that feeling that you felt. But meet it with compassion. Maybe, maybe a healthy way to meet it with compassion is asking it questions like, you know, why, why do you feel um, that you're fat and what's wrong with, with being the way you are? Um, why do you want to look differently? What, you know, what are the, what are the reasons why you're unhappy with what you presently see in the mirror? Um, or, or specifically talk to my belly who's been named Billy, by the way. It's uh, Billy the... Billy the... <laughs> Couldn't think of a better name. Um, well, that was that was a step for me to actually connect with yeah. my stomach and, and make it, it... Right, right. Like the, the monster, remember, you know, our conversation earlier. Um, and, um, and, and, and make it so it wasn't a bad thing, but like a, a part, a part of me, Billy's, Billy's a part of me, Ray. But how, how do I empower, you know, I've, I've, I've been feeling powerless, um, disempowered to 
make Billy smaller. I want the smaller version of Billy. Um, and but I haven't been able to find ways to like step into that to take that power back and go, I want that healthy body again. I'm going to have that healthy body. So you ever ask Billy what he wants? Billy wants pasta and bread, bro. Because <laughs> that's comforting. And that's that. Yeah. So I have had that dialogue with Billy and he wants he wants those foods to just to, to make everything feel better because things don't feel so good. And he also wants to to create some space in between him and other people. So I think Billy Billy's like, I'm protecting you. Don't you understand? Billy's like, I'm here as a, as a barrier between you and and people that you think will hurt you or whatever. So I, I put on weight as mostly um, the emotional eating is is not my biggest challenge because I don't I don't feel like I overeat. Um, in fact, when I was at my lightest weight, maybe five six years ago, um, and I mean even like lighter than high school, like I was like I was looking pretty slim and trim, dog, but and feeling fantastic. I was eating as much food as I'm eating now. So yeah. yeah. And where the food's a little different, sure, but I'm, one would say I'm even eating healthier now. But but emotionally, emotionally though, I've allowed myself five years ago, six years ago, it was very much bulldozy bypassy, whereas now I'm very much more so aware and authentic. So my emotions are are controlling the physical feature a lot more than it was five to six years ago it's it's saying like hey man we you know we're scared of this so we need to we need to build a barrier hey man we're not feeling well so we need this particular food to help us feel better whereas five six years ago it was just like turn and burn turn and burn turn and burn. i'm not listening la 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 you don't get a voice i'm <laughs> there was no billy and it was just go 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 so um and and it's not even a matter of more exercise or less exercise. It's, 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 it's been about of, the same. It's a matter of loving yourself. Yeah. And because I, I walk more now than I did then five, six, like I walk like purposely every day, every day. And it's not, it's not enough. I noticed that too. Like, even like I, I showed you that picture of me, like from like I, 10 years ago, I wouldn't know if it was 10 years ago. It might've been even. Who was that guy? And it was back before I had my awakening and, I had looked at that picture and it was like, it made me feel sad for that person in that picture because I don't, I could see that I did love myself. I had low self-worth, I did power was, you know, did not have any personal power. And, you know, and I worked out, I worked out just as much as I worked out now. Um, I didn't over really overeat. And like you said, I was probably, I mean, kind of healthy now, but I was eating healthy back then. I wouldn't, you know, I was never really that bad of a eater um but what changed was was what changes was on the inside and that's what really what changed and that's so, kind of so is that what you would say helped you take your power back yeah definitely is um we're doing doing the shadow work as well as connecting i would say connect with the true self the the one within the love within and that's who I really am. I mean, that's my body is just the vehicle for this love, the vehicle for loving awareness. You know, that's this vehicle, this body is gonna, you know, this body is gonna die. It's gonna go into the ground and rot. 
but who I really am is that love was never born and is never going to die. It's just been. Mm. So I think it's sometimes it's, it's connecting with that deepest, that deepest part of ourselves, and not rejecting our humanity, not rejecting anything. It's just being total allowance, but be with, be with it on all levels. So folks, we've warned you in the past. Here it is again. Every episode is about the same damn thing. It is love, bringing loving awareness to yourself and being in total allowance of everything that is. And That's really, it. Good night. And if you want to break it down anymore, it's the question is always, who am I? Who am I? Now you're getting profound on my ass. <laughs> who am I? Take me there. Who am I? Am I this body? Am I this? What am I? So it could almost, and it, it's just different ways of looking at that and realizing that you're all of it and that you're really, the depth of what you really are is love, is that oneness, is that unity playing itself out as John with the J. <laughs> or maybe you can share with the audience, because I always do, your name today, which was Bhakti Ray. What does that mean? Bhakti means devotion and love. And that's sort of, I guess you could say that's the path I'm on is I'm devoted to that love, devoted to that love, the divine within myself. Damn dog, it sounds like you're getting gangster on the love scene, bro. You're like down, hey. down with the <laughs> L-O-V-E, bro. Right. Now that we found love, what are we gonna do? I started started the episode off with uh, Snap and I've got the power. Now we moved into Heavy D. Right. Um, how will we close today's episode? I got a couple more. We'll oh, go good, back. good. Roll it out. Um, Praise good at stopping me from what you say or what you reveal to other people. Be careful. And this goes a little bit with what I was um, we talked about earlier off off um, before. Yeah. Is when something comes good in your life, be careful who you share it with. Because there's people, there's haters out there. You may have secret haters. You may have people, you may be sparked their ego, their jealousy, their trauma. And they may find ways to kind of try to manipulate. Or maybe you have a success and a win and you're proud of you got this promotion or you got a raise. And they could just come back and be like, you know, what? I was making that like eight years ago. Or they could see, you know, you're happy in this relationship and they could just energetically put it out there that they don't like that. They're jealous. Mm. And who knows what they could do and try to. Well, that sucks, man. So yeah. when, when something good's going on in your life, you have to like keep it close to the pocket. You can't share. I, 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 would, I would say just be cautious. I would say just be cautious of who you share your wins with and not, you know, definitely celebrate, but just be, just be mindful of it. You know, I think that, that, that kind of goes back to like maybe in the beginning of who drains your energy, you know, you know, somebody who's going to like, you know, that person who drains your energy, if you come up with something good, like, Hey, something good happened. Are they going to just trying to find a way to kind of squash that? <laughs> hey, you know, what's really good for that social media. Put it out there for 5,000 friends to um, celebrate. And the ones that don't, block and delete their ass. Because mm -hmm. if you're like, 
hey, I just got a promotion in my job, and someone decides to just jump in and go, well, la-di-da, Mr. Fuck-you-raise guy, blah, blah, blah. I mean, why did, do you have any space for that person in your life? See you later, Charlie. Bye-bye. Like, I don't know Charlie, but um, who's Charlie? <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, what? come on, man. Like, maybe give that person, look, everyone handles their social media different, but we're talking about empowerment here. Why do you want someone like that hanging around so they could step on your next party or parade, right? Maybe reach out to this person who we fictitiously call Charlie. I don't know who a Charlie is. Um, so please don't take offense if your name's Charlie. Anyway, um, and you're like, hey, Charlie, like, what's up with the comment, you know? And I've done this before. And that, that can go really well. It could also not go really well. But then again, that's you sharing your authentic feeling. You're not, you're not just like ignoring it and bulldozing right. the past past the fact that that really irked you and it actually and it stripped you from your power. Yes. But you're like, hey, Charlie, why did you do Like, if you're feeling like you don't like my promotion, why didn't you just send me a message? Or like, let's talk about why this is making you mad. And then you make your decision from there. Cause Charlie could be like, dude, I'm just having a bad day. I lost my job. Like, sorry, man. Like I'll delete the comment. And then maybe you still have a salvageable Facebook or right. offline friendship relationship, whatever. But if Charlie continues to be a dick, bye-bye Charlie. Like what? But I think it's important to not ignore those. You know, people say, oh, just ignore the haters, ignore the haters. I want them gone. I don't want I, I don't I don't want to ignore that because it's going to happen again. And if in that instance, in that moment of glory, I shared with my Facebook community something wonderful and someone wants to hate on it. Go off, man. No time for again. We'll talk offline and we'll see why. You feel like you had to come out guns a blazing on my victory. But if we can't work things out, then next. Right. Taking my power back, Ray. <laughs> which fortunately that doesn't happen to me all too often. So, I mean, very, very, very rarely. Yeah. So I love my Facebook family, by the way, yo, thanks for all the support for over the years, folks. Shout out to the Facebook fam. Same. And lastly, I just put recognize your strengths, recognize your value, what you bring to the table. Yeah. You do. I, do I have some that, that you feel like maybe would help me feel empowered today? Well, I think you're very great at like explaining things and getting to the truth, the kind of the kernel of truth of expanding a topic of what we're talking about. You're very entertaining, very funny. <laughs> Thanks. Great guy. Appreciate it, Ray. Honored to be your friend. Same. This. I just, I just, uh, I didn't want to make this episode personal, but I uh, really, when we started today, you're like, we're going to talk about taking your power back. And I'm like, I can't, I can't, Ray. I can't teach people how to take their power back. Or can I? Maybe since you've done a really good job of that in your life lately, you can help pull me out and help me take it back today. And we can show everyone that even just through one episode and one conversation, it's possible to start taking your power back yeah. and today let it be sh known let it be shared let it be said that i'm going to use this episode as a platform to dive into a greater 
pool of pulling my power back and swimming through the seas of my strengths and excellence and having a better relationship with Billy the Belly and and finding out what the fuck's wrong with Charlie and <laughs> and and cultivating um, a more deeper and intimate relationship with my daughter and my partner and my two wizard cats, all of them through allowing whatever to come up to be and to bring mindful, loving awareness to that so that I can walk around empowered again because walking around without power is not fun, Ray. It's not wow. fun. Because we're not, because inherently we are not, we're not born to be, nor are we meant to live lives of endless suffering and disempowerment. We are beings of light and of love and of all the other things, the shadows, the darkness, we're, we're all of that, but we're not meant to dwell in a state of powerlessness and disempowerment. Right. We are meant to do great things as kings and queens together in community. Expand, expansion. Expand together, not to step on one another, but help raise each other up and put our arms around one another and walk as equals and saying, you're a king, I'm a king. Those are our queens. Let's continue to make this world and each other better and stronger and more enriched with love. Love. Boop, boop. Boop, boop. Ganesha or Ganesha? Ganesha. Ganesha. Potato, Ganesha. potato. <laughs> it's all good. Pull out a tomato, so, tomato card. We're going to pull from the Ganesha deck. Because an elephant is one of my favorite forms of the example of power, right? Yes, he is example. He removes obstacles and gives blessings. So this is a card for the collective. It was my okay. elephant. It was my elephant impersonation. It didn't, <laughs> it didn't go very well. I got number 19. Spiritual practice. Ooh. What does it say? Spiritual practice. This is going to make a lot of sense, folks. So pay attention. This card is not just for Ray, not just for John with a J. This is for the collective. If you're watching or listening to this broadcast um, two days from now, two years from now, this card is for you as well. So please be open to receive this message that is forthcoming by Bhakti Ray. <clears throat> There are many ways to maintain a spiritual connection through a committed practice. Ganesha is asking you to reflect on the benefits that may be gained by following a specific daily routine for your spirituality. This may include prayer, meditation, or an exercise schedule that connects the body, mind, and spirit, such as yoga or Tai Chi. Additionally, burning incense, which is often used to accompany, to accompany prayers, invocations, and spells in many cultures. As the incense smoke rises up to the heavens, it is said to represent the request teachings, their destinations and meeting with approval from the, with, from the divine. Incense is 
also believed to have properties that dispel negative energy. Use incense or burn sage to create a special haven for yourself or to clear a sacred space in preparation for a special occasion or ceremony. The smell of incense can also bring about heightened spiritual awareness and realization for the user. There are many tools and techniques that you can use throughout your day to preserve or regain tranquility. Even simply taking a deep breath can restore a spiritual connection. Find what works for you and dedicate some time to your practice each day. I was doing interpretive dances. You were uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> no, just just a few times. I had to um, look up. I didn't know maybe you were telling me like you weren't hearing me or something like that. Oh yeah, I saw you look up. I'm like, I hope I'm not funking up his flow. Um, That's a perfect card, man. I've, I'm feeling I'm feeling that on every level because, like those are those are beautiful loving practices that you can do. Even if you just pick one of all those things that Ray mentioned, Tai Chi is oh, such a wonderful, gentle, beautiful practice and art and exercise. And um, yeah. de it's a defensive um, uh, martial art too, which not a lot of people know. They just think it's moving meditation, but it also is, is very much rooted in a defensive it reminds me of um, when I met Krishnadas in Maui. I met him in one on one, and he was told he told me he's like you got to have a spiritual practice. He's like you have to do a practice every day. He's like whether you want to or not doesn't matter if you're <laughs> not feeling it. He's like when you're not feeling it is usually when you really need to do it. Yeah. His whole thing is chanting, so I mean that's that's another thing chanting or even doing mantra. Um, my basic one is Reiki, doing Reiki for myself. I, th I think if we're, if we're really listening and we're really being honest with ourselves, the, the signs scream at us. Um, the, the messengers arrive in the most um, loud of ways. And because um, I know me personally, very recently, um, you know, just being out and about you know meet somebody or or have a conversation or something i'm like oh i really i do need to start like rolling out that yoga mat i don't even i don't know anything about yoga but i just know that the most wonderful people have showed up at the most awesome of times to just introduce that topic and I had a dream not too long, a very, very beautiful yoga dream, um, which blew my mind, the people in it and, and just the, the scene that unfolded. And then I woke up and then the next day I, I, I run into someone and um, we're talking about yoga. And I'm like, um, I really, and I thank that person. I was like, thank you for, for, bringing this up because I just had this beautiful dream and I really need to bring myself to the mat. And for me, I don't even know what that is yet, Ray. Maybe it's just stretching. Maybe because my body was so tortured for so many years that a loving spiritual practice that I can have is just starting to stretch on a mat. Maybe that yeah. is yoga, maybe it isn't yoga, but the signs keep coming and the messengers keep arriving. And for me to keep fighting it and not 
every day having a spiritual practice is not self-loving. It's not, it's actually just the opposite. It's me saying, you know, no, I'm not listening to the messages that, that I'm actually pulling in, you know, my, myself is pulling these people toward me. It's, it's the projector in my mind, you know, reeling these images of these beautiful dreams and yet I'm not taking any action on them. Mm-hmm. Why John, why, you know, it will empower you if what I'm hearing well, from Ray, yeah. Well, when you're ready, you will. I have to. I've got, I'm rolling the mat out as soon as this broadcast is over. I'm rolling it out. I'm going to keep it out. I mean, union. I mean, yoga just means union. So if you're doing stretching, that's still union between the body and the mind. So I don't think it has to be technique kind of thing and do these poses right and stuff and and you're just and and you're i think a lot of us don't do this i know those of us that are very busy don't do this you're committing to making time to give yourself and nobody else or nothing else time so you're saying it it really doesn't matter what it is the practice is the practice if it's stretching on a mat if it's going for a walk I think what you said is like, you have to have a spiritual practice. I, I really think, you know, I, th- I think you do. You don't have to put the word spiritual on. You can just, you can, if that's uncomfortable for you, or, you know, you, that doesn't vibe with you. Call it a loving practice. You need to have a loving practice in your life. And and that means 30 minutes a day, an hour a, a day, but every day saying no work, no this, no obligation or pressures, or, but, but just Ray time, just John time. You know, what, what also helps, too, is having, I hate to say use the word altar, but you could have, you know, maybe a shelf where you put pictures of people that you love, people that you like, that you, that open your heart. It could be your family, it could be friends, it could be pets, it could be Christ, it could be whoever, whatever. And you, yeah. and you look at that and it kind of, you kind of, it opens your heart. And even just doing that, that is right there is a practice. Yeah, I, I like the altar practice. I have probably about seven or eight altars around the house. They're like li- just little pockets. What's that? You have an altar in every room. I really do, man. I have like a little space or on a, sh- on a bookshelf or something where I'll either have a few pictures and sometimes there's smudge involved or there's like some crystals but or, spe- or, or specific um, seeds even like that I'm charging before I plant them or or sometimes it's a business card of someone or maybe my own business card because I need to you know I'm trying to empower myself or put focus into manifesting something for for me sometimes it's coins or money um but flowers like whatever I feel called that would adorn this particular sliver of a space in my home and and I, I don't I don't have a problem with the word altar, um, but uh, yeah I think they're very empowered. We're on the subject of empowerment. For me, it feels good. Those little and when when I adjust them and when maybe um, I add to them or take things away, whatever. And 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 it's not always for me. Sometimes it's for other people. You know, it's for my brother or for you know my daughter. And because, you know, I want to, to enrich their lives in any way that I can from a distance. And, and that could be adorning their pictures or, or things that remind me of them, um, just sending them love or distance Reiki, if you will, from afar. Um, it's all energy and it's all 
love, man. And if it feels good, it, it probably is good. I like it, man. I like it. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> so well, you got anything else, Ray? I'm good. Take the time. Take us time to wrap it up. Thank you, Bhakti Ray, for um, introducing yet another subject that is going to profoundly impact my life and, and hopefully some of you out there listening. Um, take your power back. Ray came up with a lot of ways and um, um, I'm very grateful because I'm instantly going to plug them into my life and, and, and take some inspired action to take some of this power back. It's going to be uncomfortable sometimes, but I'm going to have those conversations. I'm going to say no. I'm going to do, I'm going to get on that yoga mat. And, and if I just do that, I think that's the beginning of me pulling some power back, Ray. Would you agree? It doesn't always have to be something big, monumentous, you know, monumental. Okay. Sometimes it's making that one little small change. Mini steps. Okay. Got it. And we'll, I'll report back next week with John with a J taking his power back and how that went, how I'm feeling. And maybe I'll even break Billy out and let you guys see. No, no, this will be no Billy time. <laughs> no Billy, no Billy on this display. It won't fit on the screen. No, that see, that wasn't nice. We'll get there. Lots of words. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Baby steps. All right, folks. So um, on the YouTube, on the Spotify, wherever you want to hit us up, hit us up. We're in over 30 countries now. Um, we have booked our first official um, guests that will be appearing sometime around Christmas. That episode will be out. Um, and uh, we're pretty our stoked. Special. Yes, our Christmas, our Bodie Bros Christmas special. That's going to be awesome, folks. She's amazing. Um, she's very inspiring. She's, she's great. And uh, I think you all will enjoy her as much as we do. And uh, we look forward to that collaboration. And um, um, we'll drop that surprise in the coming probably week. Oh my gosh, it's sneaking up on us, right? And uh, love you all. Thank you for the support, the sharing, the comments, the ideas, the, the everything. And we'll see you next week on the Bodie Bros. And we are...